Welcome to Plodcast, episode 79. Great to be with you. Thanks for joining us. So I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, the uh, visit I recently got from the FBI. And uh, I want to talk about this because I, about a week or so ago, I, I blogged about it. I, I wrote about this on my blog. And I noticed an enormous spike in my traffic for that day, which indicated a high level of um, uh, interest in this event. So, as many of you know, uh, over the course of November, I um, undertook uh, a writing experiment called No Quarter November, and that is where I uh, tackled a bunch of uh, controversial subjects, and I resolved to tackle them without making any qualifications. Uh, qualifications are things that can be made. It's fine to make them. I usually do make them, but I said for the month of November, I'm just going to not. I'm not going to pull the punch at all. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm just going to tell them. And so, I um, I did that throughout the month of November, and it it was um, um, it was a good deal with my. Uh, Traffic for that month went up significantly. Many, many people followed it. Many people uh, enjoyed it. Also, in conjunction with No Quarter November, we uh, uh, Canon Press uh, gave away free titles of ebooks of of mine. Uh, well, and a few of my family members. We they anybody who um, who wanted could during a three or four day window associated with a particular post uh, pick up a free um, Kindle. Uh, version of all these different books. And over the course of November, uh, Canon Press gave away 60,000, over over 60,000 titles of these books. Okay, so that's what I was doing in November. The very first post in November was entitled Burn All the Schools. And um, and the, the first paragraph was... Um, one in which I quoted H.L. Uh, Mencken, who was an uh, infidel journalist, uh, social commentator from the first half of the 20th century. And um, he said there was nothing wrong with our school system that couldn't be solved by burning all the schools and hanging all the teachers. Uh, and so I quoted that in my first paragraph on public education, the import of the post being to telling Christians to get their kids out of the public schools. So I quoted that, said, some people might think this measure is a bit extreme. Um, you can say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one, that sort of thing. So that was the first paragraph of the first post of, of a month full of posts. And apparently what happened was somebody read that. And it's hard to believe, but uh, not everybody who reads my blog is a big fan. Uh, this, you know. That's just how it works, right? So uh, somebody read that, burn all the schools, hang all the teachers, and they got, they got, got kind of whizzed up. And at some point, um, somebody decided to call the FBI. So uh, they called the FBI. The FBI, uh, a few weeks ago, I got a call from a field agent who was on the road, apparently, and he asked if I was going to be in the office uh, that day, and I said, yeah. We arranged a time, and he and his co he and his um, companion showed up. They looked like a couple of field, you know, they looked like uh, inland northwest ranchers, and 
um, they just wanted to visit with me. Probably the visit took five to ten minutes. It wasn't wasn't that long. And um, so I posted about this visit where they they basically uh, were asking me about the burn all the schools comment. You were joking, right? Yeah, that was a joke, right? They had read the they had read the piece and they were needing to close the circle off by talking to me. And I think they needed to see that I was an actual human being. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't find me in my lair with a bunch of guns or explosives. Uh, they came into the church office and we have a receptionist and everything and my office has books and everything. And so uh, we chatted a little bit. They were very personable and professional and, and they were great. Um, the reason I wanted to bring it up here is I posted about this about a week ago. There was a high level of interest um, uh, as measured in traffic. And then if you um, look at my blog post from this morning, which is my letters section, I have a weekly uh, letters section. There were many people uh, comparatively who wrote in and and said, what are you talking to the FBI for? Why why didn't you have? Why didn't you record it? Why didn't you have someone sit in uh, uh, on this? And this is an understandable concern. Uh, um, some time ago, I read and reviewed a book. You have the right to remain innocent, and uh, and there are a lot of good points to be made there. You are when you're talking with um, police officials. When you're talking with someone, you need to be you need to be prudent. You need to think it through. And I thought about recording this interview, and I thought about having someone uh, sit in, but uh, decided against it. My way of um, uh, protecting myself uh, could be uh, thought of as memorializing the visit uh, by blogging about it. I, I wrote down what, what happened in the visit, what the visit was all about, and posted it publicly. Um, the, here's the This is the thing that I think um, people need to I guess come to grips with. We are we are rapidly losing faith in our institutions, and I don't think that's an irrational loss of faith. Um, if you look at the how political differences, policy differences, have been criminalized at the nat, at the national uh, level, um, and this is a, a, a local example of someone a, a political adversary of mine. Uh, trying to weaponize the FBI against against me. This is an example of the same thing. That said, uh, there are crazy people who want to shoot up schools. That said, if somebody was spouting off online about killing all the teachers and there was an element of seriousness in it, there's, it really is appropriate for the FBI to go talk to that guy. And... Uh, we are supposed to be I, I think we have to walk a um, uh, we're in the process of walking a tightrope right now because our intelligence agencies are uh, even local police departments that have gone the militarization route are less and less accountable to people while at the same time we need a police force for a reason uh, in Romans 13 Paul says that um, do what is right and you don't have anything to worry about because the magistrate is is given the sword by God to punish the wrongdoer and to reward the righteous. So uh, this is something you should play by ear. I, obviously, if the cops want to take you down to the station for a little 
questioning. I do believe you should have an attorney present. I do believe that you should record um, any interaction where you are um, a serious suspect or what, whatever, assuming, of course, that you're, you're not guilty. If you're an innocent citizen that is being interviewed in an adversarial way um, by the cops or by the FBI, it's an unfortunate place to be. But I think you need to take precautions. At the same time, I don't think we should be um, hyper about it. And if a cop pulls you over because your taillight's out and you go the full libertarian, am, am I being detained thing? Um, I mean, who needs that? So the book review for this um, podcast is um, The Seven Laws of Teaching by John Milton Gregory. Uh, this book is um, published by Canon Press, uh, but it's, um, it's a reprint from the 19th century. John Milton Gregory was a, an educational writer from the 1800s. And the thing that's great about this book, I I, there's seven laws of teaching. And what he, is, what he does is he um, implicitly distinguishes something that needs to be, you know, more people need to distinguish in every area of life. And that is the difference between principles and methods. Principles and methods. So to illustrate from warfare, uh, principles of warfare would include things like mobility of an army or uh, surprise or concentration. So you concentrate your forces at a weak point in the enemy's line, or it's important to get your army from here to there. Or um, uh, you don't you don't uh, waste you use economy of force. Um, you have an objective, a defined objective that you you know if you take it, this will constitute success and all. So those are principles, and you can look you could look at an army that has where the the weaponry that the army has is chariots bows and arrows, slings, and spears. And the opposing army has the same weaponry. And those would be the methods. The principles would be things like mobility, the, the army that gets to the hill, the top of the hill that needs to be defended first. They have that mobility. That principle is um, a principle that applies whether the army is... Uh, carrying weapons of spears or bows and arrows or muskets or rifles, etc. So uh, the principles are constant. In every battle um, in the history of the world, these principles have been operative. But the weaponry changes, the, the technology changes, the, the tools change. Um, so in teaching, it's the same way. There are principles of teaching, and then there are methods of teaching. There are principles of teaching, and there are methods of teaching. Um, a method would be uh, in the old days where uh, the students would use a tablet and a stylus. Or uh, in when I was a kid, you'd come up to the blackboard and you'd do problems on the blackboard. Um, and now it's a whiteboard. Now it's a whiteboard. Or 
students might be uh, doing their sums on a tablet, uh, an electronic tablet or a computer. Those are all methods. Those are all methods. And the methods vary wildly, and the methods change. The principles don't change. So um, uh, to give you an example of one of uh, John Milton Gregory's uh, principles, uh, he says that in order for any instruction to take place, the teacher must explain the unknown to the student in the vocabulary of the known. So uh, the teacher steps into the student's world, takes concepts or words or ideas that the student knows, and assembles them together in such a way as to carry that student into an unknown realm where the student acquires new knowledge. If the teacher, and, the, and you will see this happen, and it's, it's a violation of the principle, um, when uh, a teacher, instead of instructing the student, when the teacher is showing off or try to, trying to impress the students or the girl students or whatever, and they use a bunch of big words that nobody, know, nobody knows, nobody knows what they mean, and the whole lesson flies over everybody's head. Well, that's a, that, in that place, in that case, instruction did not occur because of a violation of the principle. So if you violate the principle, you're going to have a breakdown of instruction. So for every homeschooling parent, every homeschooling mom, every homeschooling dad, every teacher who is starting out their career uh, in teaching, or even experienced teachers who want to up their game and want to uh, pick it up a step, I strongly recommend the seven laws of teaching. The seven laws of teaching. Um, Canon Press has repu republished it. Uh, you can order it from them. It's a, uh, it's a good business. Seventy-nine of our podcast, we are um, to our hamartiology section. Hamartias is the Greek word for sin, and we're we're studying all the different words for sin in the New Testament uh, in Greek. In English, the word fierce can represent virtuous characteristics or the opposite. A fierce opponent can refer to the guy playing across your son in a high school basketball game, or it can refer to a terrorist trying to blow things up. In the New Testament, the word is anemoros, and its one use refers to an implacable opposition to good. So in English, fierce can go either way. A fierce opponent can just be someone who's playing hard, uh, or a fierce terrorist can be someone who's implacable. Um, in 2 Timothy 3, 2 and 3, this is the place where it occurs. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. So this ferocity in the New Testament is by definition opposed to everything that is good. Animuras. You've spent a pleasant half hour with podcast proprietor Douglas Wilson. This podcast is produced by Canon Press. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform. To hear more from Doug, please visit canonpress.com.